I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Pete, we are talking today about an emotion that a lot of us feel for different reasons, uh, which is guilt. Hey, Pete. It's a good one. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good one. I don't know if it's a good, a good one. Well, I, I mean, like go, it. You ahead, like what? it? You well, like I, it? I like being a character who's like instilling guilt. Like when I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you, like to, you like to guilt trip somebody? Uh, well, I, or like if I'm having a fun time with a friend and we like are playing in character, I, I like see. to, I like to be <laughs> that person, uh, you know, often from New York, maybe at the, at the, at the dog show, like a best in show. <laughs> that character who like brings on the guilt. I'm with Okay. You. Okay. Uh, nice. I, I have to say I was, I was not anticipating, <laughs> I was not, an, I was not anticipating. I, I really enjoy Guilt. I was like, oh, wow, this is not going where I thought it was going to go. And yet you have a total picture of the character I'm talking about. I 100% do. Clear as day. (laughs) Clear Clear as day. Um, Well, I, you know, the reason why I thought it was going to be really important for us to talk about guilt is that I actually think that guilt is one of the most misunderstood emotions. Yeah, I really, because I think um, people really confuse actual guilt, which in dialectical behavior therapy, they call justified guilt Uh um, with what DBT refers to as unjustified guilt that there's a lot of confusion that people think guilt is like all the same Um, and it's not. And that really um, ends up impacting uh, behavioral choices people, people make. So uh, you seem surprised hearing me say that. Well, because I'm just going to, I like love learning from you. So I'm going to (laughs) be listening to uh, vice versa. Love learning from you. All of your tidbits. Uh, Yeah. And then I'll talk, go ahead. What? Oh, I was just going to say, but do you, because you seem surprised when I said, like, I think it's misunderstood. Do you think that, do, have you not had that experience or? No, I haven't. I, well, <laughs> I, I, I think w- w- when someone has insight, they're aware of what's driving mm-hmm. their behavior. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's where my surprise comes in. Cause I think that's okay. what you're probably going to tease apart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, let me go ahead. Yeah. Cause I, I'm we like, know, we know when guilt is driving our behavior, like you and I would sort of know if it's there, like. All right, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it because my mom wants me to. Or ah, uh, okay, yeah. Well, so this is where I would say, but people, but then guilt gets put into one big pot right. as opposed to seeing some of it is justified and some of it is unjustified. Right. Or as I actually prefer to say, is like some is regulated guilt and some is dysregulated. Guilt. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Do you? Mm, I good. do. Oh, I'm coin it. Coining <laughs> it right now. You should. <laughs> I go to twenty twenty one. Yeah, 2021. So, okay. So let me first start by uh, just talking a little bit about the, um, you know, primary emotions, which Pete and I have talked about on this podcast that uh, from a literally like a biological perspective and and an evolutionary perspective, humans and, you know, our mammal uh, friends here are, and and our reptile friends too, they just don't Mm -hmm. have as wide a range, um, are hardwired with certain primary emotions. Um, And that's because, think about our animal friends, they don't have language the way that humans do. Right. And so emotions evolve to give us information. So, and every emotion is hardwired with what's called an action urge, which basically, Mm. basically means what the emotion is telling you to do. So, you know, you guys listening at home, if I say, um, when you feel fear, what do you want to do? 
immediately you're going to say what Pete run away, run away, right? That's hardwired. And that's because the fear is telling you there's danger. If you feel sad, what is the sadness telling you to do? Cry, cry. And and like, or for me, eat some Oreos (laughs) or eat some Oreos. Right. But, (laughs) but, but Pete's, you know, for 40,000 year old ancestor didn't have Oreos and they just, they'd want to retreat and withdraw. And that's like to conserve energy and recharge. If we feel joy or love, we we want to approach, we want to connect, right? Party. Party, right, right. So yeah, then there's, yeah, there's uh, more complex behaviors that can be built uh, on top of these more basic ones. But the function of of emotions is to give us information about what to do. And this evolved before we had language, right? Okay, so this, uh, you know, in in a modern era, we we often talk about in therapy, like how these emotions can become dysregulated, basically mm-hmm. mean like, you know, we talk, we, Pete and I treat a lot of anxiety disorders, for example. And so somebody could feel panic while, you know, riding the subway, even though they know there's no actual danger, we'd call that dysregulated anxiety. And so what mm-hmm. we do is we work with, uh, you know, CBT and, and mindfulness tools to regulate emotion. Mm-hmm. Guilt is an emotion that I would say most people are like not that well acquainted with the evolutionary function of it. Like, why do we feel guilt? Acquaint us, please, Dr. I will. Okay, acquaint acquaint, uh, you guys, I will. So guilt is a really helpful emotion Mm -hmm. that when firing appropriately, and so again, DBT says, calls it justified guilt. I like to call it regulated guilt, means that we, when we're feeling guilty and we look back at our own behavior, we realize that the behavior we've engaged in violates our own value system or Mm. moral code in some way. Mm -hmm. So like I value honesty, let's say I told Pete a lie and then I felt guilty about it. That guilt is telling me that my behavior doesn't align with my values. Mm -hmm. And that's really helpful because it gives me an option to change what I'm doing. You know, I mean, look, I could beat myself up about it. That's, that's actually going to make me feel dysregulated guilt worse. That's not going to be helpful. I could choose to um, come clean and tell Pete the truth. I could make a commitment to myself that I'm not going to lie to him anymore. Right. But guilt gives us information about what to do. So before I go into unjustified guilt, what what do you think about that, Pete? Does that resonate with you or is that something you talk about with patients? I think it's going to help the listeners to understand how we break it down in that way. And and that's, I guess, what I was also getting at, because I think in my sort of Zen training, like you realize that nothing's good or bad. And so, mm-hmm. and, I, and we'll talk, I guess, about some social cultural implications of guilt, because it's it's really embedded in in many cultures. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. The pro- Yes, absolutely. Well, and, and I think and, and of course can become overly um, utilized, right? But it's like yeah. what Pete's really saying is that when we we don't judge guilt, we just allow it, that information yeah. teaches us something, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, let's say there are people that might lie to a friend and then they don't like the guilty feeling and they do things to avoid it. It's like, the, but the guilt's telling you something. The guilt okay. is telling you, you've done something that just, that violates your own value system. And that's right. not a judgment. It's just information. What do you want to do with that? Right. Um, goes to our, you know, listen to take a listen to our values episode to uh, get more. Right. Cause you might choose not to lie next time. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Like so, Judge Judy always says, they don't have to have good memory if you don't lie. <laughs> is, is that what she says? I sure does. <laughs> filled, filled with a lot of uh, pearls of wisdom, that one. She sure is. <laughs> so, okay. So unjustified guilt is different. So like I said, I, yeah. I like to refer to it as dysregulated guilt. Mm-hmm. 
Unjustified or dysregulated guilt occurs when somebody feels guilty, but they look back at their behavior and not only have they not violated their value system in some way, but they've actually been acting in alignment with their values. So Mm -hmm. let me give you an example. Let's say that, um, I don't know, uh, someone's boss has been asking them to work, um, I don't know, take on way more work than in their job description, right? Like they're asking them to do things. And maybe it's like things that are really inappropriate, like, I don't know, asking them to pick up their dry cleaning or something like that. Right. And and that's, and you're not a you love that assistant. example. I do. Do I, have I used that <laughs> Yeah. I <don't> <laughs> probably heard it. Probably heard people a lot. So they ask, they ask them to pick up their dry cleaning and, and, and you know, oh, you know no, I don't the know, last time was the mail. Sorry. Oh, the mail. Okay. <laughs> They're kind of similar, right? So it's like this one. So they, your boss asks you to pick up their dry cleaning and I don't know, you're a, you're, you're a manager or something yeah. like that. Right. And you know, maybe the person that's, uh, the, the manager is, is, is being told by a friend, you know what, you should really tell your boss, um, you know, I can't do that. That's not appropriate. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. And the manager says, oh, I feel bad. Yeah. I feel guilty. I don't, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to rock the boat. I feel, I feel bad about it. Yeah. That, that is unjustified guilt right. because asserting oneself and setting a boundary, and this is where unjustified guilt shows up a lot, right, is not violating your values. In fact, it's acting in alignment with a number number of values, one of them perhaps being self-respect. And so that guilt is not giving you information. Right. That's not, and, and so, but that's where people get confused a lot of times. They think the guilt, it's like, I must have done something wrong. It's like, no, you've got to actually zoom out and observe your own behavior to determine is this guilt telling me something or is this something that isn't telling me anything that I need to actually act opposite to what the guilt is suggesting I do. Yeah. Well, and we, I was thinking the example that comes to mind for me is, is like thinking of some of the embedded sort of cultural guilt mm-hmm. examples, if we can go there. Cause I think a lot of them sure. are probably dysregulated based on what you're saying. Cause would you like, agree with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, <laughs> uh, I was raised Jewish. Pete was raised Catholic. Um, in both of those uh, cultural contexts, there's, you know, there's a Jewish guilt and Catholic, Catholic guilt, guilt, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, well, I mean, I think Catholic guilt, many, you know, boys felt ashamed if they were masturbating or, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, premarital sex or, you know, certain things about what you were not meant to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, versus what to do. And so you would think, you know, and still to this day, you still think like, like lightning's going to like come down and like hit you mm. <laughs> because, oh, right. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's, there's, it's using guilt to, um, to influence certain behaviors, right. Yeah. That, that yeah. actually may or may not be aligned with one's own value system. Right. That's and right. same, I would say same with Jewish guilt. Fortunately in my family, my immediate family, that was actually not a, not a practice, but I've been, I've seen it a whole lot and sure. been around it. And yeah, it's a similar thing. It's like using, it, it really should feel, it's like using unjustified guilt to get others to, um, to comply with what Well, it's what so want. really manipulative. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and I, I guess it's interesting because the, the word manipulative, I always sometimes like have a funny reaction to, because I think that can kind of get thrown around a lot. Sure. It's like, I, I think people can manipulate obviously, but um, it's not always intentional. You know, I think sometimes manipulation yeah. implies like intent, which it may or may not, but, but yes, it's, it's about, it's, 
it's not perspective taking. It's not thinking about the other person's needs. It's like using, making somebody else feel guilty to get what you want. Right. And I could think of, and maybe we'll share an example if we feel comfortable, but moments of guilt that maybe drove a certain behavior, uh, you know, and and, and I'll I'll share with listeners, like, I think guilt, so it's regulated in this example, at least Mm -hmm. as far as I see it, but you tell me, Nikki, like one of the things I say to my brothers often is like, you know, you might find your parents frustrating or annoying from time to time. And it's like, and they're here in this moment, you know, and Mm -hmm. they won't be forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, that's a regulated guilt of like, I'm going to, you know, deal with my parents kind of idiosyncrasies, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in the, um, you know, f- because they're here in this moment rather than like, you know, being annoyed by whatever they're saying or not saying and, you know, feeling like, oh, they're wrong or like this guilt is I'm a grown man. I don't need to like, I don't need to respond to the way my dad's saying this thing type of thing. And it's like, my value is do it for now. Cause really who cares? Yeah. It sounds like you're saying that if you're, if you don't, even though your parents annoy you sometimes mm-hmm. that you feel justified or regulated guilt when you're not spending time with them because right. that doesn't align with your values, that it's worth it to you to show up and tolerate their idiosyncrasies because right. that aligns with, with your values. Is that cool. accurate? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll share an unjustified guilt example. So I think that's, <laughs> and, and by the way, and I, I do want to just be clear about this. It's like that does m- many times shows up around boundary about around boundaries yeah, and yeah, setting yeah. limits. Yeah. And so I would say like, you know, historically, like I've, I've struggled with unjustified guilt, when it comes to like showing up for people, like I have a lot of shoulds around it. Like I should go to this thing or like, you know, I sort of over prioritize um, certain values over others. Right. And, 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 and to a detriment to myself. And so I used to feel guilty if I'm going like, Oh, I'm going to say no to this social engagement. Um, Which can I just say that our, our nicknames for each (laughs) other. (laughs) (laughs) You you can. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so we I, we used to call each other Paris uh, for Paris Hilton. She's, she's a socialite, uh, and our joke was always that Nikki was Paris socially, and I was Paris professionally. Yes, I was constantly going on like on like you know talking engagements and work tours mm-hmm. and conferences. Uh, so you so I say that to validate that like yes, your social calendar was nuts. It was nuts, and 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 Pete's <laughs> professional calendar was nuts, and we both worked on reducing that. Uh, and for myself, it was because I worked on recognizing like that was unjustified guilt that I was, you know, like setting a limit and saying no to things in the service of taking care of myself, Mm -hmm. wasn't violating my own value system. It was the opposite. It was right in alignment with my values, but, but that takes practice. That's, that's like a muscle to build. Um, I I would love to come back to, to, to justified, uh, regulated guilt here for a moment too. Cause I also think that is something people often struggle to radically accept that guilt, right? Like that can happen a lot too. Like they don't, they feel guilty for reasons that are justified and they bury their head in the sand about it. You know? And maybe we'll go in, maybe we'll do an episode on shame at one point, but I think yes. this is kind of a cousin or like a peripheral sort of, yeah. yeah. Well, I think like what they say sometimes is like, when we feel guilty, it's about what we've done. And when we feel shame, it's about who we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's where they can, they, you know, so sometimes. They can when, be synonymous in a way. Yeah. What I was going to say, sometimes people that have trouble radically accepting justified guilt and acknowledging that they've done something that doesn't align with their, with 
with their values, they then take that on as something's bad about me, something's wrong with me. And then shame is activated. And then it's really hard to work on that. Because, you know, people like, you know, Pete and I talk about this People mess up, right? Ugh. People, people, we mess up as humans and people can do awful things. Like everybody can think, I mean, I can think of awful things that I've said or done, right? Everybody, I mean, listeners can think about that. You know, it, it's, it's really hard to mindfully sit with that information yeah. and the guilt that shows up. It is. And and I'll just um, bring in some of the, the, the Eastern mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. because I, I one of the things that, uh, I've, you know, Pay My Children has written a little bit about this and she'll like reference it to quote unquote bad me, you know, like the, the bad mm-hmm. me that that's that guilt that kind of shows up. And because there's really like that view is as if it's myself. Yes. And this comes back to like that there is no self. It's that selflessness. Like there is no bad me, be, you know, so so any of that kind of feeling we're having about bad me will then be linked to like karma which mm-hmm. is this other concept within the Eastern traditions about like the more good I do and the more that I'm bringing good and less suffering to the beings around me, the better I feel, mm-hmm. you know, in this life or this moment. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is, I guess, listening to your Western behavioral science definitions here, mm-hmm. kind of bring some of that regulated guilt, detaching from it to then do what's right or good or just or align with my values that then is also then kind of perceived as good karma. Yeah, that's, that's lovely. And, and that's absolutely um, in alignment with what I'm saying here, because it's like, it comes back to this concept of like emotions are information, Mm. right? So we don't want to judge it. We just want to take it in. And if it's, if the information is unpleasant, that's really hard. Our brains are like, hell no, I want to feel that. I want to move away from escape, escape. Um, but then that gets in the way of, of, you know, as you're saying, like, uh, contributing to putting more goodness in the world, more, you know, uh, values-based action out in the world. And then ultimately, you know, takes you away from contributing to, um, uh, to future karmic, uh, uh, consequences, it sounds like. Um, but you know, it is, it is worth, I think people considering, um, how willing they are to really be with guilt and let that, and use that as a tool to inform future choices, right? Like without, yeah. again, without judging it, like having, I mean, I think it's important to say here too, like, uh, compassion, self-compassion is pretty relevant here in this concept, right? It would absolutely be. Uh, and I also think, um, this, this idea that the mind is innocent, so that, because again, I think we're trying to hold on to something like you just said with your dysregulated guilt, it was a lot of should statements around that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I should be doing. And that's mm-hmm. like, um, that's a clouded mind. And if I really mm-hmm. approach the mind in an innocent way, you know, f- free from attachment, free from self, then I could really commit to this karmic reaction or this karmic behavior, which would bring good onto others and and eliminate suffering as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's, um, yeah, there's a freedom in, uh, re- <laughs> you know, here it is, all roads lead to mindfulness, right? Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a freedom in uh, letting go of, of what our minds are trying to tell us and instead yeah. focusing on on what is, um, even if what is is unpleasant, you know, like that is, I mean, hopefully uh, for those of you that um, listen to, to our other episodes, that is a thread through all of what Pete and I talk about. So, yeah. so you know, with, with guilt, 
see if you can, number one, get curious about guilt, right? Recognize it's not just one, one bucket of emotion. There's justified or regulated guilt that's telling us that we have somehow um, acted outside of our own value system and it's giving us the opportunity to change or it's unjustified or dysregulated guilt, which means that actually you haven't violated your own values at all and you're actually acting in alignment with them. So identify what type of guilt you're experiencing and then use that as information to choose what you want to do next. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Ruman. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.